You're listening to Thunder Quack Podcast Network. Hey, gang. Hi. Hello. So let me tell you a bit about sleepovers when you're 30. Mm Mm-hmm. How are they, Chloe? We're almost 30. Yeah, yeah. Um, they up involve on inherited fine china teacups, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, half a beer each split. <laughs> One single beer. That's key. Yes. And representative of our <laughs> generation, <laughs> I think, <laughs> economically. Ooh, excuse me. I'm so sorry, Rodel Gang. I have a bit of a cold. And um, also almond and lemon cake. Yes, from and, the, the fancy grocery store. Yeah, and... Um, uh, popcorn with um, margarine, salt, and garlic powder. Now, let me contrast this <laughs> with the um, sleepovers of my youth, which, which involved... involved microwave popcorn, mm. and I think in, on one occasion, Pop-Tarts, <laughs> and um, someone bringing you the snacks, because you were small enough to be brought snacks, and by small, I mean I've been the same size since I was 12, but mentally small. <laughs> um, yes. Which isn't to say that the youth are mentally small. You get it. Anyway. Um, and I, I kind of like adult sleepovers. Not like adult as in rated X. <laughs> those because, are fine too. Yes, those are fine too. But this um, whole like hanging out and being classy, but also being, you know, confused pseudo-destitute millennials living in a weird inherited dystopia full of valuable China that cannot hold back global warming is... Quite beautiful. Goodness, yes. Fine China (laughs) cannot hold back global warming. Although, if you drink out of fine China as opposed to a disposable cup, maybe you are helping. Fair point. Long story short, we're now going to engage in some very adolescent television, which I think is like a good (laughs) contrast to our very adult sleepover that involves um, Bone China, Hammersley & Co. made in England that I inherited from my recently departed and very much beloved sweet Nana. Well... To Nana, whom Grundy should have been. Oh, God, yes. My Nana was, in fact, a teacher and was not dabbling with her students. Excellent. We should all be so lucky. Yeah. Oh, goodness. How are you doing, Chloe? I am a bit snuffly. I apologize again if I sneeze. <laughs> it's and a I'm really looking life. forward to this next episode because yeah. we, we just reread the synopsis so mm-hmm. that we are not going like, oh, yeah, this happened through the whole episode. I forgot just how much plot was jammed into each episode of this season. Yeah. I also forgot that, like, Kevin as an out queer character. Yeah, right out of the gate. Is, like, there is something the show seems to be proud of. Yeah. Which is kind of cool. It's a little bit, like, brown nosy. I think it's a little bit of queer baiting. Oh, yeah. But, and I, but they... it is still kind of nice in its own slightly disappointing way. <laughs> yeah. Underfulfilled promises. Yeah, underfulfilled but promises. But the promise sure. is still out there. Mm-hmm. They haven't thrown him away, and that counts for a great deal. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Although they do sort of take a break from him as a... A plot. Yeah, he's very much a supporting ensemble. Yeah. Uh, He's a member of the ensemble, but supporting. Yeah. Okay, should we jump in? Let's jump right in, gang. Uh, Because we already said our quippy life observations last episode. 
We sure did. 35 minutes ago. Um, we watched we, some Steven Universe in the middle, though. That was we fun. We did. We did. That is a show that I just heartily recommend to all and sundry. It makes a spectacular Riverdale palate cleanse, it actually. It does. It's it absolutely does. quite a tonal contrast. But with also a spectacular array of out queer characters. Yes. Mm-hmm. More than Riverdale, certainly. Oh, boy. All right. Shall we? Let's do Let's it. Let's do it. Oh, the recap. Oh, man. recap. (laughs) It's been so long since I've had the option to press the Uh skip recap button. Hey, all these establishing shots. Yeah. I don't really remember as many from the second season, and I really like them. Yeah. Like, the layout of the town, the older buildings, that, like, Mm. a bit vintage-y, like the Beetle, the Volkswagen Beetle. It's very, like, I noticed that they often have vintage cars in this show. Yes. Yeah, frequently. Yeah. At least one or two dressing things. Um, I feel like they established Riverdale as a rural town here, and the second season was much more about establishing the nuances within the city of Riverdale, if that makes sense, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like Riverdale got a little bigger, um, and the establishing shots have had to evolve with that to flesh out a a different scale. Yeah. Um. Could could we turn the volume down slightly? Yes, we could. Pounding in your ears. Yes. Oh, Moody Jughead. I loved Moody Literary Nerd Jughead. It was, you know, it was a bold choice. Yeah. And it's not honestly the choice I wanted to make hmm. out of the gate. I, like, I, of anything, I thought that um, who Jughead became in this show was a little much. Um, funnily, he feels like the most grounded in many ways now. The most realistic in a lot of ways. Yeah. Hmm. They worked the cheesecake in a different way this season, too. Yeah. I think they were a little bit more um, still playing the shock of it, right? Yeah. At this point. Also, like, Miss Grundy's, like, lacy underwear is very, like... Mm-hmm. A nice and one of the nice combos of like super innocent and super creepy. Yeah. Um that this show accomplishes. I have to say I like Betty setting her boundaries. Yeah, you know here. what? We're we're already Betty is already growing so wonderfully from the pilot Betty. This Betty is like that look, that scowl. Yeah. Perfect. That's Betty taking control of a situation. Yeah. I don't think we got that in the in the in the setup. Yeah. In the pilot. I just need a break from you while I react to the fact that you don't have feelings for me. It's a perfectly reasonable request. Just a little half-naked night jog. Yeah. Yeah. Showing up sweaty mm-hmm. at Miss Grundy's door. No wonder Kevin can... Just making it easy. <laughs> uh. Now, looking at the scene, um, the style drift between last episode and this one, that is something I'm excited to watch uh, fresh again, um, because, you know, that pilot was most likely shot before things were confirmed Yeah, that this was happening, right? And likely re-edited and retweaked and a, little, a few reshoots, but, um... You could be expelled? That's not true. He wouldn't get expelled. Mm-hmm. They couldn't go to jail. Yeah, she's catastrophizing to protect herself. I mean, she could go to jail. I didn't notice that the dog was named Vegas. Did that dog disappear in the second season? I think so. Uh, yeah, because, yep, yeah, I don't think I've seen the dog all season. Yeah. Hmm. 
happens. Dogs are expensive. I miss hot dog already. Yeah. <laughs> I hope he has survived the riots well. <sighs> Killing dogs is an old narrative trick to show who the bad guy is. Yeah. Or, and who the good guy is, because they have a dog. The bad guys are mean to dogs. <laughs> this is the beginning of the I swear to God this down. <laughs> Boy, does that get taken out of control. Hi, Hal. Yeah. Oh, it's interesting. He's not quite broken yet (laughs) um it's interesting i'm noticing there's this is like pre this is pre um red black hood pre black hood house kind of seems like a nice character but also alice is pre um Mm, what's the word pre snake outfit yes yes look at her like super middle class like unsafe uptight well, much like, um, you know, Veronica coming in with a fresh new change energy. I think that's what we've seen happen on screen with Alice. She, you know, that impetus for change has happened to her on our show. <laughs> look how dreamy that shot was. Yeah. Like, yeah. Those were beautiful shots. They do a good job of making them look selectively young. That I think they might have set aside a bit as well yeah um for many reasons certainly the the content uh does not play itself well to that uh this particular tone of 1950s naivety yeah i know it's very sweet this scene and it's so Mm. pastel colored and sunny that kind of a like brill creamy perfection to his hair shape here as well is you know they I love I love when the design choices lean into lean into style for just a shot even like that. Yeah. I also like that they they do some like really good solid like adolescent communicating on this show. Like I needed time to process. I didn't yeah. know how to say that sentence until I was like twenty five. Totally. Yeah, I think it's great they're sticking that in a kids or kids. Sorry, a teen TV show. <laughs> And this is this is one of few shows I've seen um, where I believe the teenagers' mistakes are honest, you know, age mistakes rather than you know, oh, kids are so stupid. Plot choices that I I feel like I I often see from teenagers written by grownups. <laughs> Wednesday Adams. Oh man, all these nicely. characters wish they were as cool as Wednesday Adams. <laughs> Oh, straight man has that body cute. (laughs) I mean, we all wish, Kev, we all wish. But, but, but. (laughs) Another perk of being the sheriff's son. Yep. (laughs) Oh, yes. The flowers. I don't remember, actually. Why? Wait, what is this? What is it? Art? Oh, no, it's Oh, right, because Veronica only knows how to buy social currency at this point. And... Magnolia cupcakes. Flown in from New York. Have I had those cupcakes? I feel like those are real cupcakes. I mean... Magnolia cupcakes. I would believe that she does only, only cliche New York references at this point, for sure. Um... the, The fact that she thinks it's appropriate to send... To the office, like errands, is 
adorably, adorably, uh, one of my favorite aspects of this Veronica. Again, these two have shifted a lot since the pilot. Yeah. I um, also like how protective Kevin is of Betty here. Like, Madame Satan. <laughs> you know. It is very sweet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and here's the beautiful, sweet core of Betty Cooper. I like it. That's actually... I want a friend to buy flowers for. Wait, I've done that. Can I buy you some flowers, Ryan? <laughs> I'm pretty sure you have at some point. Probably for a show. Hmm. Betty is... <laughs> Betty is misunderstanding the situation. Yes. <laughs> and Kevin is like, women are confusing. I'm not attracted to them. I don't understand them. Being friends with them is weird. Like, I feel like that's what's happening yep, in that face. That was... Yeah, I agree with you. On a less felicitous note. Mm. Sheriff Keller. Awk. I feel like my school would have called called a assembly for this. Yeah, it's just kind of a weird, mm-hmm. weird choice. Definitely a kind of irresponsible educator choice, but makes for some great reaction shots. We established that we've added Chuck to the ensemble since the pilot, so that's nice. Sort of. Ensemble. Jason's death is avenged. By the way, Miss Grundy, who we just cut to... Mm-hmm. Sit in Old Sparky. No one sits in Old Sparky anymore, Cheryl. Get your references straight. That's a good little retro moment. Nobody sits in Old Sparky. Do you know what Old Sparky is? Not a clue. It was the electric chair at, I think, Sing Sing Prison, but it might have been a prison in Florida. I can't remember. Right. Gotcha. Wow. I've seen a couple of very sad photographs of people sitting in Old Sparky. Well, that's a horrifying little component of human history. Quite. By the way, we cut to Miss Grundy for a sec practicing her cello, and her cello form is very poor. Mm. Yep. I'm good with that critique of of her. Mm-hmm. Like... Weirdest thing. Hey, Jug. What? What? Over July 4th weekend, he's wow. all salty. I forgot that Archie fully friend-ditched him. I, f- oh, I forgot yeah. about this. And he came like a football... Yeah. And he, then... He got abs. Got abs and withdrew from... Ditched his buddy. Yeah. Man, we've moved way past that. Yeah, they're like... Blood bonded, but also have had several wars. Yeah. Okay, let's just sit with him. Yeah. Man, that... It's so cute that that stakes that matter here. Yeah. <laughs> right. I love how this the is... minions have turned on her immediately. I love that she snaps her glove there. <laughs> this 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 seems like the moment of Cheryl deciding firmly that she will always be able to kill a man on her own. No ifs, ands, or buts. Who is that ridiculous character actor who was introduced as a teacher and then never used again? <laughs> Oh, oh, God. God. <laughs> we, like, talked. <laughs> that was cute. Oh, Moose and Kevin. I forgot about all this. I sure wish Midge didn't have to die for this to be re-explored again. Yeah. <sighs> Meters. <laughs> Girls. Rude. Kevin. Nice, like, bye erasure there. Thanks, bud. Yeah. 
small town Kevin has blind spots. It's it's kind of a quirk, I think, of, of being like, a gay cis male in a small town is you do think you are the most marginalized human that has ever existed. Fair. <laughs> For sure. It and is like, it is a particular bubble kind of isolation. Are. No, not even close. You no, don't think so? Not even close. Not even close. But it sure feels like that from having the full passing privilege of male privilege. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, it, mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a unique situation because you get a real good taste of what you could have if things were just ever so slightly different. It's a really... Yeah. Whoa, I forgot about this scene. This is really fun. How nicely dark Cheryl was. And her ability to cut straight to the heart of the matter. Yeah. <laughs> is impressive. Yeah. They're that... good They're good at aging this corpse. It's really not looking good. Yeah. Man, Alice is hardcore. This is what we were referencing when this dude came back and called Betty and mistook her for Alice. I had forgotten about this particular dynamic. I'm finding this dead body a little disturbing to look at. I'm not going to lie. I'm fine, but like, Yep. It's definitely a type of body horror that is... And hardcore Alice... You are devastatingly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> not quite grown into Montgomery Cliff, though. Not quite grown into oh, that. Oh, man. Someone named Moose being fluid. Kevin's using good language right out of the gate. Yeah. He's derpy, but so much so much room to grow. An official girlfriend? Ooh. Mm-hmm. In <laughs> the darn closet. <laughs> <laughs> Of course, Kevin. I don't get how that reference was weird either. Yeah. It just felt like Kevin covering for an awkward pause that was not about him. (laughs) I think it was... This is nice adolescent reconciling here. I don't know that I would have been capable of any of it. The good thing it's in television. The reason I feel like I wouldn't have been capable of this is because no one actually behaved like this. We're in television. Yeah, we got to skip the several weeks of awkwardness and forgetting uh, forgetting about the social interaction altogether. Oh no, Betty. We also haven't heard Archie sing. It's weird. Yeah, it, it, I feel like his contract may have been a little different last season. Mm. Like he sang more in this season than in uh, season two. Right. Although he did sing in season two. Mm-hmm. Oh, Betty. So emotional. Well, that's interesting because like, he's clearly capable of music. Aww. Like, Uh visceral heartbreak yep I'm supposed to say yes hmm and now we begin a lovely yeah. uh, a lo- like inherent manifesto of of correcting a lot of uh, female gaze romance trope and um, yeah. and perspective enrichment Poor Betty. Oh, that's you. You want to be his best friend. It's so sweet. It sounds like she wants to be his best friend to me. Aww. Weatherby. 
Right. Are they changing what's going to happen with the plot now? When he also had more things to do. Yeah. Uh, Weatherby. AP music? Is that even a thing? I I don't even understand AP. I'm Canadian, dude. We had AP here. <laughs> it was American. Like, when we were filling out the form for it, and they were like... Really? Like, they were like, city, and then state, we put Canada. It was, like, really uncomfortable. But <laughs> we had AP. We had AP in my urban high school. Might not have, like, in rural areas, they might not have had enough. Oh, yeah. We barely... Yeah. No. We definitely did not have advanced placement courses. <laughs> oh, your cello form is not good, Miss Grundy. <laughs> It's not like we actually see her play. <laughs> well, we do, actually. We do? Yeah, we do in a later episode at a recital. Oh. It's all coming back to me. One episode at a time. <laughs> oh, poor Archie. She gives so many pressed gazes. Pressed, repressed gazes from under those glasses. So this is interesting. Oh. Maybe... It is real. What is she saying here? Th- that she's, she's giving in to... Well, but she's also... Is she manipulating him? Like, she doesn't want him to tell about Jason, so she's like, you're protecting... Yeah. You're protecting this. It, it's hard to unpack. Which is a good job. Which is a good job on a creepy, confusing... Yep. Yeah. But you can ask those questions. I like it. Yes, that was manipulative. Yeah. That seemed very in control. And here comes Jughead with... Good timing. Spying eyes. Being like, (laughs) what did I just see? Yep. And and yes, that is exactly what it looks like. It couldn't be anything else. Yep. (sighs) Ah. I had forgotten how much of a rift Jughead and Archie had. Yeah. Also, man, Veronica shot right to the top. Yeah, also, <laughs> what, what is, what, can we have booties like this in high school cheerleading? I mean, I actually think maybe mm. cheerleading is quite the sport. I know, but, it, no, I mean, like, sexy booty, not, not built booty. Like, of course they're buff. They have a really, like, it's a physical oh, yeah. job being a cheerleader, but they're just being a bit, like... They're 15. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yep. Yep. And, like, I'm all for... Okay, so I'm... I'm all for... I need star power. I'm getting distracted from the plot. I'm about to go on a rant By about Cheryl Blossom. Bodies. Go on the rant about women's bodies. So, Cheryl's doing it. I don't... I don't think it's important... <laughs> I don't think it's appropriate to sexualize young women, but also it's mm. important for young women to take ownership of their sexuality. Mm-hmm. And I don't know... That television and media ha- and the f- and film has figured out that line. Well, I much prefer the Judy Bloom approach to helping young women uh, address and face their sexualities to the nine hundred two one zero approach. I think that's a much more sound strategy. Yeah, and um, and yeah, definitely we've continually reframed um, sexualization of young people, especially women. But, uh, I I do feel like this show remembers on an emotional tone how young their cast is much more than most teen sexy dramas. Um, and I think that the contrast with the parents really served that well. The narrative character contrast, these parallel stories that they experience together. <sighs> I'm, 
that's true, Veronica. Yeah. I don't think it helps to say that. Well, no, but it's like it is not her fault. Yeah. Don't like his back. Accurate. Yeah. That's true. Veronica's lived. <laughs> she knows the stories don't go that way. Yep. Yep. Think about it, Betty. It's good. Hmm. Ah, Cheryl. She has such a talent for interrupting. So, um, it was the choreography that was the main focus of the the booty issue, right? Closet monster. Yeah. Man. That's it. She's poaching her. Yeah. Oh, Betty, I for, oh, we get to see nasty Betty pretty early, actually. I mean, she's been hurt. I understand when she's being nasty. Mm-hmm. But she is being, like, nasty. Yeah, yeah. She she pulls the claws out. Yeah. Um, she's been more Alice than we realized for a long time. Oh. I like that she's working here. I kind of like this. Wait, 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 wait. Fred and Hermione... One of them down on their luck working at Pops. FP and Alice. Yeah, I know. Wait, like... Oh, there's a synergy to that? I didn't even see that. Who might this heartbreak be? Oh, don't be so obvious. Also, how many redheads are there in Riverdale, Hermione? (laughs) You're as handsome as your father was. (sighs) Missing a bunch of cues and taking them completely the wrong way, Hermione. But good try. Good wing momming. (sighs) Shallow, toxic, rich bitch. Hmm. Whoops. Such good conversations that these young people have. This is a weird lighting scene. I'll throw that out there. This one feels a little weird. Like it was our destiny that some nice men to textuality. Yeah. It's who we are. (laughs) <laughs> hmm. So much Veronica depth. Yeah. I feel like the sh- again thinking of thinking of the pilot drift. I feel like our our perspective shifted a little bit more. Like in the pilot, we saw Betty and Veronica, but here I feel like we're kind of walking with them a bit more robustly. Hmm. I suppose that occurs with. Jughead as well. Yeah. Kind of the transition from a show around Archie to a true proper ensemble that I think the show does balance well um, with notable underutilization of a few of our favorites, of course. <laughs> this is a really sweet scene and it's so beautifully lit. Mm-hmm. And... Like, this is, like, kind of a wise scene. I forgot what, like, good... This is, like, good, solid adolescent relationship advice. Sometimes people don't like each other and you just gotta wait out the heartbreak. Like, it's really good advice. These kids are so good and mature about so many really obvious tropes that always... That I always hate to watch. And I really like that they introduce them, throw them out there, and let the kids shoot them down. You should come over and you should come over and see it sometime. I like how pink it is. She's straddling her. We're getting the hints early. 
I wonder how much of this was playing to the fan service, the the, the sensationalism trope uh, out out of the gate, and how much of this was um, Cheryl choices. Yeah. But I I'm really interested to see later this season where she's pursuing Archie. Um, how that reads and feels uh, now knowing um, uh, knowing that Cheryl's into women, which is we've not established that she isn't into men, but um, some much more nuanced and, and interesting detail. Yeah, here comes Cheryl manipulating it all to get what you want. Yeah. Respect Cheryl. Like yeah. to be to be fair, right now she thinks she's doing what Betty Cooper did next season. She's solving yeah. a murder of someone she dearly loves. It's um we're we are getting Cheryl at the literal worst day of her life. Yeah. And that is our establishing Cheryl. I like it. Yeah. I can't remember how this ends, throwing Cheryl out. How's this end? I think it ends Ooh, with a little dark Betty, if I recall. Of dark Betty. Mm-hmm. Yep, Cheryl, get the hell out of my house before I kill you. And she means it! Yeah. Oh, it's nice seeing where these characters have gone. Yeah. I have have growing respect for the consistency of the show Bible on this one. The document planning between seasons. The long-term schedule of it. Whoop, way to be a huge... Giveaway. My dad's inside. Hmm. Oh. Be salty. Be salty. He left you for the popular kids. Yep. He did a jerk move, Jug. You can be angry. Hmm. I like her. And he's like, oh man, bud, what are you doing? <laughs> Making bad life choices. Oh yeah, because he blew Jughead off for Grundy, basically. No, no. Why does he tell him this? I can't remember why he tells him this, but, like, Jughead's like, um... I'm guessing he just needs to sell someone, right? And they were, they're, you know, Mm. they're at that state of adolescent friendship decline, but... Hmm. That kid is dead. Some cougar. Rude. (sighs) (laughs) Yeah, I agree with you, Jughead. Jughead. Right out of the gate. Good instincts. It's almost mm-hmm. like you grew up around people who may have been down on their luck sometimes mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. have learned something about life. That's... Yeah. Oh, man. Oop. Do, do, do guys have fights like this in friendship? I'm... Or is this a little bit emotionally fraught for a male interaction? Um, no. In friendship. No. I think uh, I think it's often difficult for guys and young guys to get to this level of comfort and vulnerability, yeah. um, but I've definitely had um, you know real hard talks and confrontations even as a, as a teen with uh, with guys. This doesn't feel unnatural to me, okay. especially because there is a that little note of um, chest puffing. Yeah, just that little hint yeah. of a, an antler rattle. Yeah, going on. there is an antler rattle, totally. I think that's about expression more than content mm-hmm. of, of their conflict. Ooh. Yeah, they really couldn't have contrasted Pilot Betty Sage to banish the evil spirits. Fascinating. 
why oh. I don't remember this and what don't appropriate indigenous practice. Ooh. Stop nearly setting your house on fire. Oh, God. This is like self-righteous white middle class. It's spectacular. And it's. And she's intense. the churchy one. I love it. She's oh, the churchy God. one. Um, I'm also choosing to believe this is this is a moment uh, that is setting us up unintentionally well for uh, cult Alice. Apparently, Alice Alice. buys into some stuff. Right, cold Alice. (laughs) Even when someone is watching this for the first time and hasn't watched season two, we're really spoiling (laughs) it for them. Oh, did we? We warned you last episode, right? If you're new to this one, this is a spoiler zone. Alice gets recruited to a cult. I guess. No, No, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. It's the smart thing to do. The responsible thing to do. This is actually really good advice. Yeah. It's just coming from someone who is irrationally angry for reasons we don't understand yet narratively, just yes. like Betty. Yeah. <sighs> limited narrative views, um, unreliable narrators, and limited limited knowledge. Again, used really well in an ensemble way, in a way I haven't really seen used uh, successfully on on a teen drama. <sighs> These two becoming friends makes me happy. Yeah. The choice to really center their friendship right out of the gate yeah. was really anchoring. And, like, their friendship specifically. Like, not the gang, not the ensemble, but two people who are changing in some dramatic ways. Yeah. I like I like that they, ha- they, they have this... A friend is better than a boyfriend. Nice. Um, I like that they take the time with this friendship so much at the beginning. Mm. You basically just said that, but what I mean to say Mm-mm. is, like, they fight a little the way romantic leads often fight. Right. Which yeah. I think is, like, a cool choice. It's Chuck Clayton. Yeah. They got to, yeah, they got to beat out the lumps of their relationship and friendship and come out stronger for it. Yeah. yeah. Wow. What he's was he being? I missed that reference. Mm-hmm. What was Kevin judging? Oh no, Kevin was uh, Reggie was just being a bit of a homophobe. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Reggie doesn't know what he's saying. Like, oh, he's ripping on Dilton, isn't he? I think he's ripping on Jughead. Mmm. Fair. Yep. Right. Yep. Suicide. Oh my god. Oh, thank goodness they've lightened up on the references and made them more ridiculous. Shankshaw. Shut up, Reggie. Shankshaw. Can you spell it? I like that. (laughs) See, they tried to use Reggie in season one. I guess. Petered out hard on the back end, but. Oh my god, shut up, Reggie. What are you doing? Being a jerk. Is being blood brother pervy? Like, what are you talking about? Poking any button he sees. There we go. There goes the vending machine. Yeah, I feel like our consistent Reggie traits have been seize buttons, pokes them. Doesn't consequence. Doesn't consequence well at all. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. He hasn't gotten a phone call from the principal saying that there was a fight on school... Property? <laughs> I guess not. Boys being boys, am I right? About me and this girl. This girl, mm. you know. The one next door. I, oh, this is... 
Uh oh. Well, oh, that girl, Grundy. right. I yeah, forgot. Yes, Miss Grundy. Yeah. I just. <laughs> I, I'm already ready for that relationship to leave my screen. What? I'm already ready for that relationship to leave my screen. Yeah, I know. It was really <sighs> unnecessary. I mean, like, it's kind of fun narratively, but, like, it's, also not really. <laughs> it's wrapped in a lot of good. It's wrapped in a lot of good stuff. Fred giving advice that, given context, he would have corrected. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hmm, big pep rally shots. Yeah, before oh, we they... and like creepy pep rally. Look at all these like lights that have these blue streaks and yeah. a cop lurking and... All the lens flare and a nice deep contrast. Mm. Yeah. Yep. Deep visual tone. It's a vivid, intimate, immediate America of now. Mm -hmm. Bright, bold colors. Oh, that's a... Yep. (sighs) Yep. Moral core Archie. Yeah, way to go, Arch. This is like, yeah, this is like... This is lawful... Lawful neutral versus sort of lawful good almost, Archie. Mmm... You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna put Grundy full of lawful evil. Yeah. Like, you know, I I I think you were right. Reading a lot of her actions as straight out of the gate manipulation, and the more the more I watch her. I'll be I'll be honest. I didn't watch her super close the first ter- mm-hmm. first two watch throughs I did. It was not my cup of tea. Oh, it's interesting. He says we're we're telling Weatherby to get Drughead off. Mm-hmm. Miss Grundy. Oh, but he says a release really Yeah. And now they're friends again. A good, a, a good episode two yeah. problem. Look at these big stakes and this, this lifelong childhood friendship that was on the rocks. Yes, you hug. are, Jug. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> too meta, Jug. Too meta by half. No, but... But also, like... True. <laughs> Over many burgers, you lied. There were, yeah, like, three there was no, there were in no two burgers. years. And then there were 12 at once in season two, <laughs> which didn't make up for it. He could be eating a burger right now. Right? He could have brought one. Unwrap it while Archie walks away. <sighs> Your eye. Yep. It was Reggie. You didn't hear about the giant fight? Yeah. How big is Riverdale High? Pretty big, I guess. Mayor McCoy! Mayor McCoy! She's also grown on me from being hey. a very flat caricature type character yeah. on, out of the gate. But look at these, like, three, like, classic um, leadership roles. They're all being played by African-American actors. Yeah! Or, they, sorry, they might not be American by black actors. Mm-hmm. Um, whether it be the principal, the mayor, and the head coach. Yep, the core of small towns. I mean, it would be nice if you gave them more to do. Yes. Pre- but. Or, like, brought Coach Clayton back. Yeah. I'm going to watch for his last appearance because he had a lot of lines. He had a scene in the pilot. And he he did it. Now, his performance wasn't quite as charactery as some of the other adults. I wonder if that. Oh, Clayton? Or yeah, Weatherby? Clayton. Clayton, yeah. Weatherby is, I, I would say Weatherby is a strong character. Mm, Josie. 
But I love what you curves. Um, Back when they used you every episode. Of course. It, I wonder if they added the line about it going to be raining because, like, Vancouver. <laughs> yeah, that might have that might have just been that's the night they had. Although this must have been such an unpleasant shoot if yeah. that was the case. Wow. Uh, yeah, their hair is starting to look a bit sad. Hmm. Wonder how many takes this was. Although Veronica's hair looks almost intentionally wet. Yeah. <laughs> Cheryl does not bob in the background well. Oh man, this is like one of the first good, like large scale Riverdale covers. <laughs> this is a great cover of this. Uh... I wonder if they're going to lean back into the music at all in season three. I really Cause... hope so. Yeah, like they they stepped it back for the genre shift. I I think. Like, it just yeah. didn't have the screen time and focus. And, you know, fight choreography takes a lot. But, um, I'd be very interested to see a way to bring that music back in in season three. Hal Cooper. Before we knew you were awful. Back they when you were generic. God, America is bizarre. What a wasteful giant banner. Yeah. That probably costs several hundred dollars to print. <laughs> I wonder if they get them bulk. If yeah. this is a pep rally thing you do. Hmm. Oh, oh Cheryl. Cheryl. Girl got triggered. Needed yeah. to go. Ginger boys. I'm so glad we got empathetic Cheryl right out of the gate, too. Right? Yeah. In very meaningful ways. Aww. She got some emotional extremes yeah. thrown at her this episode. God, it's amazing Cheryl isn't more, like, obviously behaving like a traumatized human by the end of this season. Mm-hmm. Like, you mean other than the suicide attempt and frequent public spectacles and accusations and yeah. large triggered breakdowns in public? Yeah. Yeah, a lot I of guess, her action. I guess there is a lot of that. Never mind. But she seems like she's coping pretty well. Yeah, until she's suddenly not by burning a house down. Yeah, Cheryl read through a trammel lens. Whoops! You just said a thing you shouldn't have said, Cheryl. He was supposed to come back. Mm, yeah. Aww, she loves her brother so much. He's the only human who treats her like a human, so she's literally alone. Until Tony. Yeah. Don't worry, Cheryl. Tony's in your future. A family comes for you. They have a red jacket. Yes. And your family technically murdered their ancestors a lot. Yeah. But you actually talk about it, so that makes it a little better. Uh. Yeah. This is a really sweet thing that Veronica does for Cheryl. This is, this, I feel like less is happening in these episodes. And yet it, it's dense. Yeah. Well, the, the range of risk and stakes and scale is, is just not calibrated for anything that happens next season at all. Yeah. Like nothing that happens next season fits in this world yet. But, um, it's still a healthy clip of storytelling. Yeah, I feel like that extra is probably someone we know. <laughs> Let's watch the credits of this one. No boy will ever hmm. come to this again. That's so nice. 
I like it. It's a hard promise to keep in high school between straight women. They've done so well, pretty well for a really traumatic year. Yeah. Yeah, things like drugs and gangs brought, put them apart. And the gang forms. There's Jughead and Archie. And Jughead and Betty. And we all see where this is going. Mm-hmm. And Betty's like, I'm going to make a choice. I'm making a choice. I'm making a choice. Choice is getting made. Mm. Yeah. Because you're Betty Cooper. Only if you're treating. <laughs> and as we learn, Jughead really needs to make that joke so he can sit down. <sighs> Hmm. Only three. Only three? What does that mean? The trio. The luckiest red-headed yeah. boy in the universe. The way he writes himself out of it. It's the narrator. Mm. Mm, the darkness of A. is all night's must. We gotta stock that Pop's Chocolate Chops set. In you march, Mr. Weatherby. Mm-hmm. Begin your long and... trail of doing the right thing in ways that oh. really screw everything up. Oh, right. That's where this is going. Mm-hmm. Cheryl Blossom's I arrest. Saw, I recognize this actor, and I'm trying to figure out from where are the actor who's the teacher. Oh. Probably the Vancouver stage. Possibly. Oh. Yeah. Cause, Cause, Cheryl needs oh, more trauma. Oh no. Hmm. Oh no. Oh no, Cheryl. <sighs> yep. <laughs> She's full ready for the perp walk. Um. Yeah. Oh, but you're not. You're not really guilty. Yeah, but deep shame and serious trauma, right? She feels like in participating with his scheme, that's enough. Uh, Poor Cheryl. Oh, right, I remember how this plot unfolds now. Yeah, she's guilty. Archie's confused about the gunshot on July 4th. Understandably so. Yep, yep, yep. The amount of red herrings in play... Are actually quite impressive. Yeah. Um, like that they didn't fully overdo it as well is rather over rather impressive because they take a lot of twists. They take a lot yeah. of unnecessary twists in this first season. But I don't remember any of them negatively. None of them. Mackenzie Gray. Mackenzie mm. Gray. That was. Sorry, we're though. looking at the. I, I'm pausing the um the the credits. Mackenzie Gray out of the blue. Yeah, uh, we're reading the guest stars. He's the, I think he's the autopsy doctor. Um, Amanda's done a few. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he's, worked um, with him before. He's in the switch too. Oh yes, yes, yes. That's it. Yeah. Okay, and that's not at all who we were talking about in the scene. But no. yeah, Doctor Curdle. Um, Jesse Goldwater is soda jerk. I assume. Oh, I don't know who that is. Cody Kearsley is Moose Mason. He is still co-starring. Three years later, still here. Haha. <laughs> Good work, Cody Kearsley. He does improv with a bunch of the instant folk, eh? Oh, does he? Yeah. That's cool. I yeah. didn't know that. Yeah. Now we're just gossiping about Vancouver theater people yeah, on a podcast. Oh, right. You're still here, gang. Wow. 
I forgot I, all about you. Yeah, man. So this plot is so like <laughs> wholesome and sweet with this weird, excellent under. This is why I fell in love with the show initially, or mm-hmm. episodes like these, where it was like that sugar, sugary sort of candy floss adolescent mm-hmm. thing. And then, um, I don't know what other teen shows are like, but this like weird, gross undercurrent of something really seedy. Yep. Yep. Is like kind of satisfying. I like that combination. I like candy with a bit of bitter or a bit of whatever it is. Edge without being edgy. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. There's 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 something. There's a seriousness to it. There's a stakes. There's a extreme human emotions and experiences uh, taken to cartoon levels just a little. Deep, yeah. oversaturated color in emotional yeah. form. Yeah, it's interesting. It is cartoonish. I wonder if they sat down in the writer's room on the first day and was like, we're going to make this over at the top the way the cartoons are, but in a completely different way. Sorry, the way the comics mm-hmm. are, but in a completely different way. That feels accurate to what they've achieved, whether they meant it or not. What they're achieving yeah. only in episode two. Yeah. Hmm? Yeah, only in episode two. So much is going on. Like... We're already sort of establishing the fundamental relationships that the four main characters have. I'm really enjoying... And even some of the ensemble. Yes, yes. The ensemble who, like, I think arguably were over-promised in some ways. Some of our ensemble who we fell in love with. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Who's stuck around the end of season two has been an interesting thing to observe. Yeah. Um... Figuring out where each character is in their own personal story um, at the beginning of what has unfolded on the screen, I'm also really enjoying. Seeing where they're all coming from, their moment before, what baggage are they each bringing into each of these stories? Mm -hmm. Because they're not so far removed from who they are in the pilot. I think it's, I think it's in, I think they're still sophomores. Yeah, I think they might still be sophomores. They are ready to grow up. A couple of them are approaching their 27th and 28th year. (laughs) It is time for them to become juniors. They can time skip a little. I wonder if they'll show us the summer in season three or if we're going to jump in at the beginning of... Well, okay, I've just... I don't know. I don't know because it feels like it's... They just had student council elections. It's like partway through the school year. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Chloe, you had a theory while we were watching. Oh, yeah. You're going to tell me after the podcast, right? I was, but maybe I'll just tell you now. You could. So as we've said, this is a spoiler zone. Hmm? If you don't want spoilers of magnificent proportions, you need to fast forward ahead at least a full minute. (laughs) What's Um, the theory for season three? Archie's going to prison. Are they going to do prison justice? Archie's going to prison Uh at the end of season two. Yep. I am just saying. By prison justice, do you mean are we going to have a proper arc of Archie in dealing with giving blowjobs to skinheads for uh, I don't think cigarettes? we're going to get that, unfortunately. But I feel like I want to. I want to know what kind of because they because they literally can't show that as a CW show. Point. Point. Um. So what kind of like coding are we going to get, and is mm. the coding at least going to be satisfactory? Is what I want to know. And I'm going to guess. No. I'm going to guess a solid fat no. Um, 
But that's something that just occurred to me. I forget what he's go. Oh yeah, he's go. Yeah, he's going to maximum security prison probably. Maybe they'll put him in solitary. I mean, he's got to be processed first, right? Yeah, like the coding, like an ex- mm-hmm, a, like mm-hmm. a good. Um, okay, if you're rejoining us, skip ahead another minute. Um, I feel like um, the coding for Cheryl being at. The Sisters of Quiet Mercy, what that's right, coding right, for. Right. I would accept coding mm-hmm. similar to that for Archie being in prison. Got it. I, I got what you mean. Yes. Sort of a, a, a real handling of the seriousness of the context and situation without the more traumatic um, and exploitive tropes, yes. triggers, and, and presentation. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I could see that. I think that'd be yeah. a wonderful theme episode. Yeah. Um, especially if it's treated as a bottle episode. I, I doubt they would put an Archie isolation episode, but that could be very interesting. I noticed that we're talking about the second season, even though we're in the first season. I, I can't help myself. Like, I know, I can't either. I, especially in the um, pilot here, everything is about connecting the whole story right now, is, is, is how I'm feeling. Yeah. That might freshen up next, uh, next podcast, because we're about to um, continue our sleepover, watch some Steven Universe, and then cuddle up with something from Studio Ghibli playing distantly in the background, I suspect. Um, oh, that sounds lovely. What a nice projection for the evening, Ryan. <laughs> um, things I liked about this episode. Mm. Um, I like that the football ding-dong, um, Reggie, mm-hmm. is like a little bit nasty about Moose and Kevin. Yep. But yep, yep, yep. it's a little bit, it's almost like he knows he can't do anything about it. Yeah, yeah. It's, is, it's, it's a low-stakes weapon, not an endgame yeah. weapon. So I kind of liked that, honestly. Mm. I forgot that Archie sticks up for Jughead. Yes. I liked that choice. And I'm here for... um, I'm here for Hermione working at Pops. That's Mm. kind of a fun choice. And, you know, surviving by our wits. Mm -hmm. Anyway, yeah. Things I really enjoyed about this episode. um, The... um, Oh, yeah, in the beginning of the Betty and Veronica. Yeah. Anyway. B&B. That, actually, is exactly what I was going to say. Um, <laughs> but in general terms, the um, the emotional vulnerability that these young people get about real relevant social issues mm-hmm. uh, in high school mm-hmm. um, and for their age group, their peer group, um, they're not, they don't know too much. They say a little bit more than most teens probably can or could, mm-hmm. but they have a very r- really young, innocent uh, lack of perspective um, that yeah. adds a real note of truth to the handling of a lot of the, the the mind games, the social dynamics. Like watching this again, it's really fun picking apart that. Yeah, you know, oh yeah, you this character learned how to cope this way. And that makes sense, and that's where they're coming from right now. Yeah. Basically, yeah, yeah I'm doing a little little psych character breakdown for no, all of them like in my it. head it's as we good. go. It's good. Um, but that's me for that this episode. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, gang. This uh, podcast is recorded on and Riverdale is shot on unceded Musqueam, Squamish, and Tsleil-Waututh territory. Thank you to Thunderquack, to Mike, and uh, all the patrons. Patreons. 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 Woohoo. Money supporters. Yeah. People who pay for our hosting fees. Thank you so much. Such gratitude. Um, I have been Ryan Karen once again. 
And I have been Chloe Packer. And this has been your Riverdale Gang Sleepover. See you next week, where who knows what our genre will be. I certainly don't. I certainly don't either. Night, friends! Night, friends!